This is an AMI podcast. Before we get started, I wanted to acknowledge that this podcast was produced and hosted on the unceded ancestral and traditional lands of the Squamish, the Musqueam, and the Tsleil-Waututh peoples. I'm truly honored to live, work, and play on these lands. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Accessing Art with Amy. I'm your host, Amy Amanti. My pronouns are she, hers. Initially from Ghana, Africa, George discovered the art of being a DJ from a local in his community that absolutely inspired him. Now he lives in Toronto and he spreads the joy of music through his creative beats and he focuses on the unique sounds that bring people together and the feeling of the vibe of a crowd. George shares with us today the challenges and the triumphs of being a DJ that lives with low vision. Hi, my name is George Kwaku. I am a Black African Canadian DJ and I go by the pronoun he slash him. George, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. I've not interviewed a DJ yet, so this is really exciting for me. So first off, George, what is a DJ? (laughs) In the olden days, people refer to it as a disc jockey. So DJs are, I guess, artists that takes um, several music that are created by other artists, right? Um, So individual artists and try to mash up, create a new sort of art out of those uh, those music, right? For example, if with, with a lot of the songs that are being played on radio, a DJ will take those songs and actually try to mix all of those songs together to create something new and fun and, you know, something that people will, will really, really move to and, you know, dance to when they hear it. Oh, that's so interesting to me, George, because... Uh... I've certainly heard DJ music, but I don't know anything about how a DJ operates. So like, first of all, for you, how did you discover that this was something you wanted to do? That's a good question. So I I come from Ghana, uh, which is in West Africa. And when I was growing up, there was a, a DJ that lived across from our family house. And he was considered one of the best DJs in, in Accra. He was just that good, right? <laughs> he traveled everywhere to play around around the uh, around the country. He like he was just that that great. And usually when he was playing, I would go with him to places not too far, just you know, around the neighborhood where he's uh, he's playing. I'll play with him. I would go with him, sit beside him and see how he operates and just the whole idea of taking two songs and putting them together, cutting them out and creating something totally brand new was very fascinating to me. So I remember back home, I used to try to pretend I'm a DJ, you know, by, and that was when computers were like coming out, like, you know, so he wasn't using computers at the time. But he was uh, using, you know, CD players. He was using turntables, uh, you know, and those 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 sort of uh, equipments. You know, I I would just try to pretend I was <laughs> I was I was I was in his shoes and try to try to try to do something in my head or come up with different ideas of how you know he does it. And I actually did not get into it until I came to Canada because I had lost my vision and I was not sure. I was going to be able to actually do the work that he does, right? Um, but when I came to Canada, I discovered there was uh, 
there's, there's many ways that, you know, people can go about it to becoming a DJ. So I started playing around with, you know, various software, discovered a lot of them weren't accessible. So then I moved on to hardware, which in turn, I learned that, you know, going the hardware route is, is, is what's best for me. So let's unpack that because I, I'm not sure that I absolutely know other than, you know, what I would have seen in movies back when I could see too, what, what, the, what the hardware is. You know, what does that look like? What does that feel like? Yeah, so the hardware had changed over the, uh, over the years. In the, in the olden days, DJs used to use turntables, right? So they have these big vinyl uh, records that they will use to actually, you know, play music, mix music, and scratch. Um, but because, you know, technology had really advanced, we have what's called controllers now, right? So what you do is they connect to, a, to your computer and you're able to actually manipulate digital music on your, on your computer. So you're, you're, you're manipulating a song that's, um, you know, so there's a program that talks to your controller and that controller, you know, whatever you are able to do on that software, you're able to do it on the controller, but without having to actually use, you know, your mouse and the keyboard. Um, so in like, in this day and age, there's more, you see more of the digital hardware in like clubs, bars, um, you know, a lot of DJs use that and it's quite portable. The setup is quite easy as well. But in the olden days with turntables, you have a lot of equipment that you have to, you know, log around with you. Um, and, you have to lug it everywhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and with, with, you know, with using records, you, you, you know, you have to bring maybe like a whole suitcase of records. You know, I remember the same DJ I'm talking about. He, he used to bring a whole crate of records, which is pretty cool because then it makes you feel like a Hollywood star or something. But yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's definitely shifted a lot in terms of the technology and how the, the equipment had changed. Yeah, I remember some movies that I had seen that had DJs in them where it, they literally were taking like a vinyl record, putting it on what looked like a record player, but you could put, you know, two or three records on. And then yes. you had mentioned something about scratching and that's what it's, you know, like they take the record and they just sort of shift it against the needle and it makes a scratching noise. Exactly. And so I guess as in the old days, as they were playing the music, the DJ was adding scratches in to sort of, I don't know, enhance it, make it a little more club vibe. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just pretending to be a DJ on my end here. <laughs> that's good. And that's exactly what they do, right? So the, the scratching is just, you know, adding a little bit more, um, you know, uh, uh, sort of giving, giving the music, giving the whole scene a little bit of a vibe, right? Um, yeah. And that's, that's why DJ scratches. Because, I mean... It kind of teases, you, you know, the crowd um, in terms of, uh, you know, maybe, you, you, you know, you drop a little part of the song and then, you know, you scratch it out or whatever. Uh, it, it, it gives it gives the, the crowd a little bit of a hype. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. To, to know what's, co what's coming up next, right? What other types of sounds can you incorporate now with the new technology? Honestly, the possibilities are endless. Like there's so many things you can do with it. You could take different, you know, parts of a clip, movie clip, like whatever it is, and try to come up with a collage of, you know, of sounds, if you will, 
I've heard DJs, you know, playing Mario Kart, <laughs> you know, adding Mario Kart in their mixes. And at first you, you hear, you're like, what is this? But, you know, as they, as they, you know, the, the mix progresses, it's like, yo, this, this is dope. I, I, I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The possibilities are endless with digital software like Serato and, you know, the, the, the controllers, there's, there's so much, so much that you can do. So you've brought a mix to play for us today and we're going to play just a just a piece of it but but tell us what we're about to hear yeah so this is a mix that i created um and it takes uh so i used a couple of songs by actual artists um i think the first one is by internet money um called lemonade so shout out to internet money um none of the songs that i used here are mine creation none of it is mine these are all songs that I actually purchased. So for DJs, so DJs who make an income, we have what's called a record pool. So you pay a subscription um, to the record pool and you're able to download and use the, uh, the tracks that are available on the site um, in your work. So all the songs you're about to hear are actual songs that I, uh, I have subscriptions to. And... Um, yeah, they're all actual artists. So then, George, is there a particular title for this song, or is this just uh, George's mix? I don't know. What do we call this? Well, <laughs> uh, I there there's no particular title. Usually, you know, if, if you if I was to upload it to my you know my SoundCloud or um, you know other platforms, I will title it. But I I just called it um, Amy Podcast Mix. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Created for the podcast. What's up, music lovers and party people? It's your main man, Mr. Jig. Right about now, you're rocking the one and only DJ GQ. GQ sounds, let's go! Boss, what's that door? Brand new bag. College girls giving in my raps. Rockstar life, so much money, I'll make you laugh, hey. No snoozing. All these burners here hot, but we cool. I was playing doing everything, and I was stupid. My account just cost it. Print move. I'm supposed to have no gun. I got two on. I never remind what I do for him. I was dead broke, sleep on the futon. Now I'm up, now I'm big house fuel. Every day I'm lit my life like a rerun. If I take it, she can't give you no refund. Ten mil for a deal, I agree on. I put on for Atlanta like Dion. Chrome heart glasses, I can see him. From the party man's to an arena. What that little boy been, I ain't seen him. Look at God's child driving a demon. What you heard? I don't talk sh- I, I do. Yeah. They say all facts, but don't prove. 
Awesome, George. Love this mix. Um, I wish we could play the whole thing. It's about six, almost seven minutes long. Um, so we've just got a sample here. But th I, that's one of my questions for you is, are, are these types of mixes often quite long? Yeah, so honestly, it depends on the DJ how long they want to make their mixes. Um, it, it ranges, honestly, from anywhere from 10 minutes to two hours. Some DJs have like six-hour mixes, and it's it's just preference of a DJ, right? I tend to limit it between, you know, 30 to an hour because <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite, I don't know, to me, it's quite boring just doing a mix <laughs> i'd rather you know have a crowd and you know if when i feel the crowd is you know bouncing and hyped up to the mix then you know it, it keeps me going but if i'm just there you know for mixing for an hour just because i want to put something out it i don't know it, it sounds boring to me so i always try to limit it to you know anywhere from half an hour to uh, an hour yeah and in terms of like the accessibility of it all to be able to access the the hardware and the software as somebody who doesn't see it like a conventional DJ would what's what's some of the barriers that you have to navigate around that yes it's it's pretty crazy one of the biggest challenge is actually learning the software to give you a little bit of an idea i am low vision i have perhaps maybe about 30% of my vision i can only see light shadows you know sometimes colors if they permit <laughs> if it's not too light or you know i see bright colors but yeah i'm i mean navigating the software were, were the hardest um i've played around with various software and there's a lot of them out there there's like serato dj there is virtual dj there's tractor dj um <clears throat> record box and i find none of them were really accessible or met my needs but for one, virtual DJ was like my favorite. And that's actually where I started. It has tremendously improved over the years in terms of how accessible it is. The biggest thing is because I'm low vision and I use part of my vision to sort of see the screen, I always have zoom on. And if the tooltip, if it's not really in a, an accessible place where I can see it, then that whole software is pretty much rendered useless to me, right? You know, picking the software was the hardest. Um, a lot of a lot of DJs that I speak to are always, you know, tell me to use Serato. And Serato is a, like, it's one of the industry standard. A lot of people use it. I mean, and if you go to clubs and, and, and bars and stuff, if they have their own setup, you're most likely going to, you know, see Serato equipment there. Um, but I was adamant in using virtual DJ because I believe, you know, the same sound that people may come up with um, using Serato, I can come up with using virtual DJ. And it's all, like you said, um, very sound centered, right? So it's more using your ears and your creativity, your art, like to, to, to come up with something, right? It's just using a different platform. But learning them, I usually what I do is I <laughs> I get my siblings, you know, my sister or my my brother to tell me where all the buttons are. 
and familiarize myself with the actual board <laughs> before using them. So based on that, and and I know this because I've used a couple of Pioneer, um, you know, equipment. I know that if I encounter any Pioneer equipment at a at a, at a you know at a club or at a at a bar the layout is very, very similar. So I've taught myself yeah, inside outs of Pioneer equipment. So it's it's quite accessible that way because they don't change the layout as much. And I've memorized all the, the, the buttons on it. And because of that, I really focus on the art of DJing. That's cool stuff. I, I mean, you know, we're all familiar with the fact that we're in the midst of a pandemic. And so yes. I'm assuming, I'm assuming that you are not in crowds of people right now to be able to have audiences to riff off of. So how do you keep your DJ skills sort of in best shape so that you're ready to go once we're able to meet in person again? Actually, I DJ on a, on a radio stage station, an uh, internet radio station I just started in Toronto last year, and it's called iHeartZook Radio, and that's how I keep my skills uh-huh. uh, polished. <laughs> so I, I DJ once a week on Friday nights from 9 to 10, and yeah, that's how I'm uh, keeping my skills up. That would be 9 to 10 Eastern time. We'll just throw that out there, I would imagine. Yes, of course. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll make sure that we repeat that for our listeners at the end of this uh, podcast so that they can easily find um, where you are on the radio because I think that would be awesome. I'm going to tune in myself. So um, that's that's so interesting to me this whole idea of a DJ that, that how how DJs could be in one you know in one environment like a club. Um, and then, you know, the next weekend be at a wedding and how different that is in terms of, I guess, the type of skill, but not only that, the type of music that might be requested. So you ever find any difficulty with that when you're DJing or do you just like roll with it? I, I sort of just, I just sort of roll with it. I just, I just go with it. Uh, <laughs> um, being a versatile DJ, um, you know, helps bring in a lot of you know, it gets you more gigs, right? Because, you know, if you can, tra- you know, go from, you know, Afrobeats to hip-hop to pop to R&B, people are most likely to to call you for gigs, right? So I uh, I don't limit myself to one genre. I, I, I tell people I'm a versatile DJ, and I, I do that because I make so the same radio station that I'm on, I it's called Zook, right? So the type of music that we play is specific to this. It's specific to this um, dance. So Zook is an actual dance, right? That originated in Brazil. And uh, the type of music that we play is specific to this dance, right? Sort of like uh, salsa, right? But I, you know, I take different you know, genre of music and mix them into it, right? I, I take hip-hop, I take uh, dancehall, soca, and I try to mix all of them together just to, just to bring a little bit more vibe. That is absolutely a skill set that I do not have, George. <laughs> so it's always such a, such an astonishment to me how the human brain can do this stuff. That's one of the things that I love so much about art is that, you know, there's never two DJs the same, just as there's never two dancers the same, as there's never two sculptors the same. Um, and then, of course, we add in the intersection of disability and how 
um, interesting it is for me to be able to share with our audiences the things that one does to be adaptive in creating their artwork. So thanks for sharing that with us. Hey, we're going to just switch things up a bit and play a game. This is called the mixed bag, George. So I give you 25 seconds. I ask you three random questions and you just, you just answer them. So first question, George is what's your favorite junk food? Oh man, this is hard. Um, I don't have a favorite junk food. <laughs> I try to stay away from junk food because I'm an athlete as well. So I, I, I try to stay away from junk food. But if I have to pick, I'll say it's apple juice. Apple juice is a disease to me. Sorry. <laughs> it is. I'm obsessed with it. Uh, my coach keeps telling me to stop, but I can't. <laughs> I love it. I, that is not what I was expecting to hear when I asked about junk food, but apple juice certainly is not the same as eating an apple. We'll just leave it at that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, second question, George, what's the most annoying sound in the world to you? Oh man, most annoying sound in the world. As a DJ, I, I cannot stand when, you know, maybe two songs are not synced in properly. <laughs> Ah. That's one of the things that I, I it's it's so annoying because then you can't really get into the vibe. You can't get in the groove. I'll say that. Not at all what I, again, not at all what I was expecting when I drafted these questions. <laughs> so that's awesome. Last question, George, is uh, what's your favorite game to play? This could be a board game or, or you said you're an athlete or a sport game. What's your favorite game to play? Okay. I love cards. I love card games. And President is my favorite <laughs> game to play. I love President. President? I've never played that game. Or I think it might be another word for it, but I think we call it President. I'm a big card game fan myself. I like Canasta, but it takes like eight hours to play. Yeah. So you need a whole day and you need a team. So during pandemic times, there's no Canasta playing happening, but Thanks, George, for playing the mixed bag. Hey, so, you know, I said that we would put a, a call out again to where we can find you on the WWW. So where do we find you if we want to access your music? For sure. Yeah, I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, uh, Twitter, all at GQ Sounds. And you can also find my mixes on SoundCloud, MixCloud, all at the real GQ sounds or GQ sounds, G-Q-S-O-U-N-D-S on social media, on SoundCloud, it's D-A-R-E-A-L-G-Q-S-O-U-N-D-S. Before we let you go, I wanted to share with you this quote of the day by David Bowie. The best DJs in the world know how to pull in music from all over the place and make it work as a cohesive whole. Thanks for listening to Accessing Art with Amy. This podcast was produced by me, Amy Amanti. Technical production by Sam Robinson with technical assistance from Matthew Maynard. The manager of AMI-audio is Andy Frank. If you'd like to reach out to us with any feedback, you can find us on email at feedback at ami.ca or by telephone at 1-866-509-4545. Thanks again to my guest today, George Kuwaku. Keep exploring. See you next time. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.